My name is Adam Silver, and I'm CEO of Calgary Jewish Federation, the local umbrella organization representing and supporting Calgary's 8,500 Jewish citizens. We work to inspire meaningful Jewish living, dedicated and productive good citizenship, and impactful and positive community relations here in Calgary, in Alberta, across Canada, and around the world. I'm honored to be joined today by Premier Jason Kenney, Minister of Justice and Solicitor General Tyler Shandro, Senior Rabbi and Executive Director of Chabad Lubavitch of Alberta, Rabbi Menachem Matasov, CEO of B'nai B'rith Canada, Michael Mostyn, and my colleague and friend Stacey Levitt-Wright, CEO of the, Calgary, of the Jewish Federation of Edmonton. Thank you to the media and to all of our government and other partners for joining us for today's milestone announcement. We're also joined by Minister of Environment and Parks and Calgary Glenmore MLA, Whitney Isaac. After the, all speakers have had some individual time, we will uh, gather back for individual questions and then gather for a photo op. Please keep all questions directed at today's announcement. Justin from the Premier's office will moderate. I'm now pleased to call on Premier Kenny to provide us with more information and share this momentous announcement. Thanks uh, very much, Adam, and thank you uh, to Rabbi Matusov and Chabad Lubavitch Calgary for welcoming us uh, to uh, your center and to uh, the shul. And uh, thank you, especially for doing that on the eve of the high holidays. I know it's the busiest time of year for you, and uh, we truly appreciate your hospitality, but more importantly, your friendship. After all, uh, the government I'm privileged to lead started uh, with your rabbinical blessing in April of 2019 at the invocation uh, when you delivered the invocation for the uh, swearing in of ex of the executive council, and uh, so I'm, I'm proud to, in the last uh, two or three weeks of my premiership to be to be visiting you again, and hopefully to receive your, your rabbinical blessing once more. Uh, following today's announcement, I'm also so so pleased to be here with my good friend of long time, uh, uh, Michael Mostyn, CEO of B'nai B'rith Canada, uh, who has been a tireless champion for. Uh, the Jewish community, but uh, also in opposing uh, hate crimes and and uh, building a a more uh, tolerant and diverse and and uh, secure Canada for people from all backgrounds. Uh, thank you, uh, Adam, and thank you as well to uh, St Stacy Levitt Wright, CEO of the Jewish Federation Edmonton, ministers uh, Shandro and Isaac. Uh, friends, uh, this is a, a very important announcement that we are making here today. Let me offer first some context. Uh, Anti-Semitism is the most durable and pernicious form of hatred in human history. Uh, since uh, the, the Jewish people uh, began their history, uh, there, it is a community that has faced uh, endless expressions of hatred and even genocide, culminating, of course, in the Nazis' effort to eliminate the entire population of European Jewry uh, during and before the Second World War. Today, sadly, we continue to see uh, the spirit of anti-Semitism uh, manifest around the world, including here in Alberta and in Canada. In fact, uh, according to Statistics Canada, 14% of hate crimes committed in the country are, have targeted Canadians of Jewish origin. And uh, this is the, uh, for a small community, of only uh, three or 400,000 Canadians, uh, the Jewish community still faces uh, more identifiable hate crimes than any other religious community in the country. We, of course, in recent years have seen the growth of the new anti-Semitism 
which has taken uh, violent expression across the world and occasionally here at home. An anti-Semitism which seeks to uh, use the some of the ancient uh, tools of the old anti-Semitism, but applies them to the state of Israel, uh, representing uh, what my friend Erwin Kotler now calls the collective Jew. And that is why uh, parliamentary and political leaders from around the world have in recent years uh, tried to identify and name this new anti-Semitism and give create uh, a clear definition of what constitutes this uniquely durable and pernicious form of hatred. It's why in uh, 2010, I hosted as the Canadian Minister of Multiculturalism, a gathering of parliamentary leaders from over 50 countries at the Ottawa Summit on Combating Antisemitism, which developed the uh, Ottawa Protocol and a working definition of antisemitism accepted for the first time on an international level. I was proud as the uh, Minister of Multiculturalism for Canada uh, to be the first minister of any jurisdiction in the world to sign the Ottawa Protocol and its working definition on anti-Semitism, uh, as I did in 2011. I was also proud uh, to lead Canada's application successfully for accession to the uh, International Task Force on Holocaust Education, uh, Commemoration, and Research to support efforts uh, to uh, ensure that we understand the depth of the evil of the Shoah and educate future generations about its reality and the anti-Semitism which created the Holocaust. Uh, and uh, indeed, that organization went on to become known as the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance, or IHRA, the IRA organization, which in 2016 adopted the Ottawa Protocol and its working definition. And so since 2016, uh, some three dozen uh, countries around the world have now formally accepted uh, the IRA definition of anti-Semitism, which reads as follows. Anti-Semitism is a certain perception of Jews, which may be expressed as hatred towards Jews. Rhetorical and physical manifestations of anti-Semitism are directed towards Jewish or non-Jewish individuals and or their property, toward Jewish community institutions, and towards religious facilities. More specifically, to guide uh, the uh, International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance in its work, the following serve as illustrations or practical applications of the definition. Manifestations of anti-Semitism might include the targeting of the state of Israel, conceived as a Jewish collectivity. However, criticism of Israel, similar to that leveled against any other country, cannot be regarded as anti-Semitic. Anti-Semitism frequently charges that Jewish people with conspiring to harm humanity, and it is often used to blame Jewish people for why things go wrong. It is expressed in speech, writing, visual forms and action, and employs sinister stereotypes and negative character traits. Contemporary examples of anti-Semitism in public life, uh, the media, schools, the workplace, and in the religious sphere could, taking into account over the overall context, include, but are not limited to, calling for, aiding or justifying the killing or harming of Jewish people in the name of radical ideology or an extremist view of religion, making mendacious, dehumanizing, demonizing, or stereotypical allegations about Jewish people, as such, or the power of Jewish people as collective, such as 
especially not exclusively, the myth about a world Jewish conspiracy or of Jewish people controlling the media, economy, government, or other societal institutions. Accusing Jewish people as a people of being responsible for real or imagined wrongdoing uh, committed by a single Jewish person or group, or even for acts committed by non-Jewish people. Denying the fact, scope, mechanism, e.g. gas chambers, or intentionality of the genocide of the Jewish people at the hands of the National Socialist Germany and its supporters and accomplices during World War II. Accusing the Jewish people as a people, or Israel as a state, of inventing or exaggerating the Holocaust, accusing Jewish citizens of being more loyal to Israel or to the alleged priorities of Jewish people worldwide than to the interests of their own nations, denying the Jewish people their right to self-determination, e.g. by claiming that the existence of a state of Israel is a racist endeavor, applying double standards by requiring of it a behavior not expected or demanded of any other democratic nation, Using the symbols and images associated with classic anti-Semitism, e.g. claims of Jewish people killing Jesus or blood libel, to characterize Israel or Israelis. Drawing comparisons or contemporary Israeli policy to that of the Nazis, or holding Jewish people collectively responsible for actions of the state of Israel. So that in its entirety is both the definition and the illustrative examples offered by the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance. Alberta's government believes it's critically important that we use every tool at our disposal to join the fight against this uniquely pernicious and historically rooted form of hatred, uh, anti-Semitism, hatred of the Jewish people. And that is why I'm pleased to announce that Alberta's cabinet has officially ratified the IRA definition of anti-Semitism through an order in council. This will inform government policy uh, as we work with the Jewish community, with police agencies and others, to redouble our efforts to combat anti-Semitism in our own society. Uh, We join with uh, two other provinces and 35 uh, countries, as well as a number of international organizations, in adopting this working definition of anti-Semitism. As I say, it will be a helpful guide to our law enforcement agencies, to policymakers in the Department of Justice, as well as the Department of Labor and Immigration, and, um, and as well as the uh, Premier's Advisory Committee on Anti-Racism uh, and other uh, organs of, of, of uh, organizations within the family of the government of Alberta uh, to give uh, precise uh, precision and clarity to what constitutes anti-Semitism. Let me say in closing that uh, I personally have been concerned to see uh, some of these uh, expressions of anti-Semitism associated with uh, conspiracy theories that have been circulating, particularly during the COVID era. Uh, Once again, always seeking uh, to blame and scapegoat uh, villains, and too often I've seen implicitly or explicitly uh, the Jewish community brought in to the frame of those uh, conspiracy theories. This is an opportunity with the adoption of this definition for us all to remind ourselves that as citizens of this great democracy, we have a responsibility to call out hatred in all of its forms, but particularly in the most ancient and durable form of hatred of anti-Semitism. And with that, I'd like to invite the Minister of Justice and Solicitor General, uh, the Honorable Tyler Shandro, who's been a consistent uh, ally and advocate on these issues, to offer his comments. Thank you, Premier. And shalom 
to everyone joining us today for this very important announcement. Um, as Premier said, I, I feel the same way. I'm so proud to be a part of today's announcement. As Minister of Justice and Solicitor General, I have the responsibility to help provide all Albertans with safe and secure communities. And sadly, incidents of hate and violence directed at religious and ethnic groups have demonstrated a need for programs and supports aimed at protecting the targets of hate in our communities. Incidents like the hateful banner hung on an overpass right here in Calgary by a neo-Nazi group in August, and like the rash of vandalism and arson uh, of churches in our province uh, faced last summer. And these struggles show that actions like this one that we have taken today to formally recognize a consistent definition of anti-Semitism cannot exist in a vacuum. They must be backed with tangible responses and actions. I hope that it doesn't come as any surprise to any of you that my ministry has stepped up to the plate in this regard. Over the past years, our government has taken great steps to protect religious facilities, like the synagogue that we are gathered in here today. We launched the popular Alberta Security Infrastructure Program to allow organizations like the Chabad Lubavitch of Alberta and any synagogues, churches, mosques, targeted by hate to recover costs associated with improving security infrastructure, as well as training. $5 million is available for eligible organizations through the ASIP this year alone. Since the program's launch, we have consistently heard how big of an impact the funding for security systems and cameras, professional security assessments, and security training for organizations and their employees have had on congregants uh, feeling safe and secure in their facilities. We've also created new law enforcement resources, such as the Hate Crimes Coordination Unit, to to help inform and empower police services throughout the province to eliminate hateful and threatening crimes. And we, as well, hired the Hate Crime Community Liaison to work directly with groups in our communities, like the Jewish community that we have gathered here today, and to ensure that our province's resources and supports find their way to those who are most in need. And I hope that these actions and, as well, today's announcement show Alberta's Jewish community and, indeed, all religious and ethnic groups facing hate that Alberta will not stand idly by while you struggle. We are here for you and we are united in our cause. United by our love for our fellow Albertans and now by a common definition that we can all point towards to help everyone across the province understand and label the hate uh, the, the vulnerable among us experience. Thank you so much to our, our gracious hosts for making today's event possible and to all Albertans who will see today's announcement as a call of support to our Jewish community. Before I invite our, our host for today's announcement up to the podium to share his thoughts, I'd like to finish with a few special words and, and thank you, Abe, for the recommendation for ending my, my comments with, with the, these words. This is from Psalm 85, verse 12. Truth shall sprout forth from the earth. Truth is enduring. Falsehoods disappear. So thank you, and uh, please welcome Rabbi Matasov. Oh, sorry. I I just want to publicly thank you. Thank you, Minister Shandro, for your words of support and for your commitment to bringing this critical tool forward. 
The necessity of reducing ambiguity as to whether something can be deemed as an anti-Semitic hate crime can now be addressed through the use of the IRA definition, leading to appropriate responses uh, from investigating parties. Now I would like to call my friend and colleague, Rabbi Matisoff, to share some words of welcome and a few thoughts from his community. Thank you, Adam. And uh, before I start, a big thank you to uh, my assistant, my personal assistant, Simon, for organizing with the Premier's office this uh, event, uh, all single-handedly uh, while uh, we were away. Thank you, and uh, God bless. Rabbis, Premier, Minister Shandro, and all gathered here in person and those who have joined us virtually. Thank you, Premier Kenny and Minister Chandra for all your work in making this announcement a reality today. Dear Premier, I will never forget your passion and care when you visited Chabad in Mumbai after the terrible terrorist attack there and how you related in how you yourself as a teenager, was brainwashed, if I may use that word, with hate against the innocent Jewish people until you took the time and the care to read and learn the truth. What a man you are. 34 years ago, my wife and I were new to Alberta and a bit younger. This was shortly after the Alberta Kickstra anti-Semitic uh, teaching to children, denying the Holocaust, etc. We at Chabad of Alberta erected the first giant menorah in Alberta and placed it along 14th Street at the entrance of Heritage Park. I was approached by a Jewish senior lady, a Holocaust survivor, who expressed her fears of the menorah leading to anti-Semitic acts of violence, gently suggesting that the natural home for the menorah is at the synagogue or at the Jewish community center. So I gently replied that on the contrary, we cannot afford and should not hide and it is public displays of menorahs like this one that are demonstrating our right to exist. Freedom of expression to all human beings, tolerance and Jewish pride. I encouraged her to think positive and trust God that all will be good and only get better. Another lady who was there reacted to her friend who raised the concern, he means well, referring to me. In two days, the Jewish world is celebrating Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, where we gather in synagogues praying and expressing our trust in God for a good, blessed year, including no hatred and wars, but rather peace and unity in the world. While we have faith that ultimately, and trusting that this miracle of hatred disappearing from our world, but rather unity and harmony will be the norm. In the meantime, 
we need to face and deal with what's on the ground. So on this note, I offer my prayers and blessings that we should each and all not only mean well, but rather demonstrate Jewish pride without shame or fear. May God grant success to all individuals, organizations, and governments who are actively involved in combating combating anti-Semitism. May this coming year be a year of much less acts of hatred, but rather a year of increased peace. This coming Jewish year is known as the year of Hakel, a year of gathering and unity. May we all witness the world united in caring for each other, appreciating each other, and extending a loving and giving hand. One act of goodness and kindness will indeed change the world. Thank you all. Good Shabbos, Shabbat Shalom, and Shana Tova. And thank you, and you do have my blessings before, during, and after. Always keep it up. Thank you. Thank you, Rabbi, for your warm words of welcome and wisdom. The Canadian Jewish community, including the Jewish communities of Alberta, are supported and protected by many organizational partners. Today's announcement is the culmination of years of work between the Jewish Federations of Calgary and Edmonton with our national advocacy partner, the Center for Israel and Jewish Affairs, CJA, as well as B'nai Canada. B'nai Canada defines its focus as eradicating racism, anti-Semitism, and hatred in all its forms, championing the rights of the marginalized, while providing basic human needs for members of our community. I'm very pleased to call National CEO Michael Mostyn to the podium. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Premier Jason Kenney. Thank you, Minister Shandro. This is urgently needed by the Jewish community. We've had, we've had so many meetings with you, uh, Premier, with Minister Shandro, um, uh, and from the very beginning, and it was just mentioned, this is something that the entire Jewish community was asking for. You were completely open when we said we need the IRA definition. It was open and it was just, let's find the right time to announce this thing. But from, from the very first conversation, it wasn't even a question of, of whether or not. It was a question of when. And so just to begin my remarks, I want to say thank you. Um, um, I greatly value our friendship, the friendship with B'nai B'rith, the friendship that you have had, Premier, with the Jewish community. Um, and you had mentioned the Ottawa Protocols, and I was very pleased to, from a civil society uh, side, to be a part of that uh, during my own time up in Ottawa with B'nai B'rith. Uh, but I remember going all the way back to 2007, uh, going to the Prague Czech Republic with you, when under your leadership, you led the pathway for the government of Canada, the very first steps to join what has become IRA, all of those countries, uh, all of these international institutions um, that now recognize the IRA definition. Um, that was the very beginning. So I know this has always come very much, um, this is um, 
um, you know, something right at the end of your tenure, and this is something very much that is going to be part of your personal legacy, but this is something that I know is deeply personal and passionate, and you've always been fighting for all of the diverse communities, but you've also specifically um, understood understood the needs of the Jewish community, and you've always been there with us, and so we all say thank you so much. Thank you so much, because we do need the IRA definition, and the Premier has already eloquently explained um, what that definition is. And we've heard about the statistics, and we know that Jews are 1%, 1.25% of the Canadian population, yet the most targeted religious minority group in this country, and not just last year, but over a period of the last decade at least. And are the statistics important? Yes. But at the end of the day, this is beyond statistics. And I think this is something that the government of Alberta understands very well. This is far beyond statistics. This is about individuals that are being discriminated against because of who they are, because of what they represent. And if we cannot define hate, and IRA is the internationally recognized, most researched, most, dem most democratically arrived at definition of what anti-Semitism is, what modern anti-Semitism is in the world. If we cannot define it, we cannot fight against it. And Jews in our bones, because unfortunately, we have been the victims of this particular pernicious form of hatred for generations and millennia. But Broader society needs to understand what is this particular form of hatred that keeps changing itself. We mentioned COVID. COVID is here because it keeps adapting to the environment and evolving. And, and anti-Semitism is exactly the same form of virus. So we need to understand it before we can fight against it. That is the IRA definition. And, um, and those individuals on university campuses where today... Anti-Zionism is the predominant form of anti-Semitism that our students are facing on campus. So whether it's graffiti on a, on a building, a mezuzah that gets ripped off of a wall, unfortunately there were five violent incidents of anti-Semitism that took place right here in Alberta last year. Those are individuals that were fighting hate. and We need to give every tool to our police, to our institutions, to identify it, to root it out, and to make sure that the Jewish community is welcomed, feels belonging here in Canada um, because uh, this is our country and we're proud of it and we're proud to contribute to it just like every other group. And as a victim group, we also have the right to stand up and say, this is what my victimhood is and this is how it impacts me. And you've listened to us and we thank you and we thank your government so much. And this is the very first step because now we got to go forward to implementation because, of course, this is the definition. We have to implement it. But we know working together that we can do it together. So once again, thank you for all of your leadership uh, in this regard. And we are going into the Jewish New Year, as Rabbi Matasov was just saying. And so um, on behalf of B'nai B'rith, I'd just like to say thank you for making it a much sweeter year. It, and we know it's going to be a sweet new year in Alberta, across Canada, and in fact, around the world, thanks to your leadership. Thank you. Thank you, Michael, for framing the importance of today's announcement, as well as the use of the IRA definition to provide clarity and support. Canadian Jewry is connected by a group of federations located from coast to coast, and Alberta is home to Calgary Jewish Federation and the Jewish Federation of Edmonton 
We cannot overstate the importance of the endorsement of the IRA definition and the impact it will have on helping others and us combat and address concerns of safety, security, discrimination, and inclusion. I'm pleased to call on my friend and colleague, Stacey Levitt-Wright, CEO of the Jewish Federation of Edmonton, to share some remarks on behalf of Jewish communities in Alberta. Thank you for today's announcement, Premier Kenny and Minister Shandro. Our community in Alberta has been working in earnest for many years for this action to happen, and it is an honor for me to be here today. I am glad to be able to say now that finally, Jews in Alberta can define their own oppression. We appreciate this announcement that the IRA Working Definition of Anti-Semitism is being endorsed by our provincial government officials. Hate has no place in Alberta. We know that rates of anti-Semitic incidents are increasing, and having a tool like the IRA definition will assist in reducing hate crimes targeting the Jewish community. Regardless of age, job, or neighborhood, no one should feel afraid. No one should be scared that living in a retirement home affiliated with the Jewish community will make you a target. No one walking in their neighborhood should fear that someone driving by may be looking for the Jews. The reality is that for far too long, Fear has been part of our community's daily life. Steps like this one today alleviate some of that fear. In my own neighborhood in Edmonton, there are Jewish community institutions where, although we shouldn't have to, we rely on the visible presence of law enforcement or private security to be safe. Our community does not feel safe gathering on holidays or during special events without them. We need to find a better approach and our government's endorsing of the internationally accepted definition of anti-Semitism is a promising start. To combat anti-Semitism effectively, it must first be defined. The IRA definition serves as a guide for policymakers, law enforcement, and community leaders to help them identify and counter anti-Semitism. It provides concrete, comprehensible examples of both historical and contemporary anti-Semitism. The rise of anti-Semitism is a reliable predictor of dysfunction in society, which is a problem for all citizens, Jewish and non-Jewish alike. Today, we are empowered in our fight against Jew hate and the rise of anti-Semitism. We start that by defining our own experience with the IRA definition of anti-Semitism. Thank you. Thank you, you Stacey, and thank you to all of our speakers today. Again, we are very grateful and pleased to see the government of Alberta's adoption of the IRA definition of anti-Semitism, and we look forward to working with various stakeholders in rolling out its effective use. So just a reminder, Q&A we will do moderated by Justin, and, um, and then we'll gather for a photo op after. Thank you to all of our speakers today. We have a media mic right here for those of you in person. If there are any questions, I don't see any right now, so we, we'll go to the phones. Operator, can you please put through our first caller? Thank you. Bill Kaufman, Post Media. Yes, uh, good afternoon. Um, there are quite a few Canadians, um, including some Jewish Canadians, academics, and civil rights critics of this definition, definition who contend it suppresses legitimate criticism of Israel, particularly, they say, when it's criticism of Israel's race-based treatment of Palestinians, particularly in the Israeli-occupied territories. Uh, what would you say to that? Thank you very much uh, for the question, Bill. I'll start and perhaps invite uh, Michael to add his thoughts. 
So to be very clear, the definition that Alberta has adopted, the IRA definition, uh, says that uh, manifestations of anti-Semitism might include the targeting of the state of Israel, conceived as a Jewish collectivity. However, criticism of Israel similar to that leveled against any other country cannot be regarded as anti-Semitic. So I think that gets it exactly right. Uh, my Israeli friends uh, n- know uh, very well that is- Israelis are the first to criticize various aspects of Israeli policy. And in so doing, they're not being anti-Semitic. Um, I'm a friend of uh, Israel, and I don't agree with every policy of uh, the Israeli government. And so that criticism is not anti-Semitic. But when people uh, focused single-mindedly, obsessively, applying a separate and higher standard, a radically different standard to the conduct of Israel than they do to any other country, it is very often indicative of an underlying hatred for the idea of a Jewish homeland. With over 180 sovereign states around the world, there is only one that is Jewish. Deeply grounded in millennia of history, but the modern state of Israel was created in part as a refuge for the victims and survivors of the Shoah, the most notorious exercise in genocide in recorded history. And so I have always believed that the world has a special obligation to ensure the safety of that refuge. And for those who say that the Jews alone do not have a right to a homeland, that the very idea of a democratic country with a Jewish character is illegitimate, that that the existence of a Jewish state is an act of terror or an apartheid state, these sentiments and attitudes belie an underlying hatred for the Jews. And that, I think, is perfectly reflected in this qualified definition of anti-Semitism. I invite Michael to add to that. Well, thank you so much, Premier, and I I couldn't agree more with everything that you've said. And uh, here at um, the uh, the Chabad House here in Calgary, Alberta. I'd just like to point up ahead of me, what does it say right up here? Yerushalayim. Build the walls of Jerusalem. This is something that has given Jews hope for millennia while we were in, um, you know, after being scattered around the world by the Roman Empire, you know, it was in our hearts to return to Jerusalem, to, to return to our indigenous homeland within the state of Israel. And those that deny those historical connections... Um, it's part of the problem of the new anti-Semitism that we are facing today. And quite frankly, I find it disturbing that some folks may feel that an individual, because of their belief, and even if for those that may not see it associated with religion or, or culture or political thought, whatever Zionism might be, no one for what they believe in, in good faith, should ever be targeted for harassment and violence 
And I'd like to hear that kind of pushback from any individuals that may be pushing back against the IRA definition. You have here a broad swath of the Jewish community, the federations, Chabad, synagogues, every major Jewish institution in this country is standing behind the IRA definition. And that's not to say that they're not certain individuals that may be opposed from it from within the community, but certainly by and large, they are disassociated with major communal institutions in this country. We do have the right to um, define our victimhood. We do have the right to acknowledge what is the reality and the new manifestations of anti-Semitism here today. And by even, quite frankly, hearing comments by Laith Marouf, who was this individual who just recently received, you know, $133,000 grant um, from the feds, or 600K over time, 600K over time for anti-racism initiatives, yet was, yet was making comments such as Jewish white supremacists, Jewish white supremacists, victims, the largest victims other than the black community of white supremacy is the Jewish community. And the only way that you could go into that sort of vile anti-Semitism is to deny the Jewish indigeneity and attachment to the land of Israel. It's outrageous, it's anti-Semitic, and it needs to be understood so that we can properly combat it. And that's exactly what the IRA definition does. And so thank you again, Premier, for your leadership on this issue. And Bill, do you have a follow-up? All right. We'll take a question here on the floor, and then we'll finish up with our final question on the phone. Go ahead. Uh, Minister Shandro, uh, for you, Did, how will this manifest itself? How will adopting this affect or reduce anti-Semitic crime here? How will it change attitudes, or is this will there will we even notice a difference? Well, I, I hope that the opportunity is for us to be able to have the working definition inform policy for us to be able to work with communities. The next step, I can't remember if it was Michael or, or Abe who mentioned to me, now the next step is for us to speak to municipalities throughout the province and encourage them to also adopt the uh, the definition and so they can help inform municipal policy at a local level throughout the province. So there are many different next steps for us to be able to take after this. But how does it inform what changes? Is there, is it, is it change when policy is written or is it change, will this, as a justice minister, will this affect how, what's defined as a hate crime or how these things are are prosecuted. How will we see well, any difference? I don't think I could say it any more articulately than, than Michael did, that this is, for it to be combated, we have to know what it is. So now that we know what it is, it helps us to be able to combat it. Thank you. Operator, could you please put through our next caller? Thank you. Paige Parsons, CBC. Hi there. Um, this is a question from Minister Shandro. Uh, your office supplied a statement today on legal aid funding saying you're going to look at whether or not you consider increasing lawyer tariffs in the 2023 budget, but defense lawyer associations say immediate action is needed and that they're going ahead on Monday with refusing all new legal aid cases. And I guess, uh, how do you think the justice system is going to be able to manage this if people are you know, facing charges, like some quite serious charges, and they don't have a lawyer? Well, the first thing to remember is that legal aid is fully funded. We're, as a government, one of the contributing partners to legal aid. Legal aid is fully funded. The CEO of Legal Aid Alberta, John Panusa, has said publicly that they have all the funding that they need to make sure that all Albertans have access to justice. Now, in May of this year, we began a modernization review of the, the tariff structure for legal aid throughout the province. That review is now going to be completed in, in October for us to take one part of how legal aid or the, the criminal defense bar is compensated 
And to take that one part and to make a decision now would undermine the whole review. We're a month away from it now. We've said openly that we're willing to um, take a look at uh, the tariffs and whether there needs to be an increase. We're willing to work with the criminal defense bar. It's also important for us to remember that we have, I think, 1,200 lawyers who are on the, the roster Legal Aid Alberta and, and the, the Ministry of Justice continues to monitor the situation um, and making sure that there will be lawyers available to uh, on the roster or, or um, in-house lawyers to be able to make sure that everybody who needs legal aid uh, going forward it will be able to have that, that access to, to those uh, lawyers. So thank you. Paige, do you have a follow-up? Well, yeah, um, as well, we have uh, got a copy of a letter that was sent to the roster lawyers and to the Ministry of Justice yesterday, and Legal, Legal Aid Alberta itself is now also chiming in and saying, yes, we do need to uh, revisit and, and increase compensation, um, increase the tariffs for these lawyers. Does that change anything for you? Does that make it more of a priority to, to speed up the process? It's exactly what I said. We are in the middle of uh, modernization. It's been too long since... The, the entire structure for how the criminal defense bar is, is compensated. We are in the middle of that modernization for us to, to pick out one, one part of that compensation structure and to make a decision now and undermine the rest of the review is, would be irresponsible. And so we're looking forward to, to that modernization review being completed in, in October. And we've said many times to publicly and to the criminal defense bar that we're willing to, to um, hear uh, their advocacy and, and consider whether an increase to, to the tariff is required going forward. Thank you. Operator, can you please put through our next caller? There are no additional callers on the line. Thanks, everyone. Can I just uh, oh. brief cut the line there? I just wanted to. Uh, once again, thank Chabad Lubavitch, Rabbi Rabbitson, rabbis, and uh, all of the Jewish community organizations. I, I um, especially thank you for accommodating us on the uh, eve of the high holidays. So I wish everybody a happy Rosh Hashanah, Shana Tova, and good Shabbos.